everybody. This is Jim Mylock, and you're listening to Pot of Fame, the podcast where we break down the careers of former athletes and decide whether or not you should get a call to the hall. I am very excited to announce a brand new segment for this podcast, and that is our Friday Pot of Fame Hall of Fame Market Watch. So our Hall of Fame Market Watch will now be coming out every Friday morning. This is the very first one. Congratulations, you've made it. Probably thought something was a little off with the new intro music. That will be the Friday segment intro music. So what we're trying to do with Hall of Fame Market Watch is simply talk a little more about what's going on today, right? My my weekly Monday podcast is not going to change whatsoever. It's, for the most part, always going to be about a candidate and whether or not they should get into the Hall of Fame. But that kind of keeps me always talking about people that are retired. And as much as I love looking back at history and talking about former players, I know you all still watch sports today. And of course, I am very active in the sports community today. So I want to be able to talk about the past, which again, will still be every Monday, but also talk about what's happening right now in the NBA, what's happening in the NFL, what's happening in the MLB, and talk about the players, the great players of the game who are building a case for the Hall of Fame or whose Hall of Fame case is crumbling. And that's what Hall of Fame Market Watch is going to be. It's going to be pretty quick. I don't want this ever being more than 15 minutes. And every week, all I'm going to talk about is one player that week whose stock is going up, Hall of Fame stock is going up, and one player whose Hall of Fame stock has taken a hit that week. And again, week by week's basis, like no one makes the Hall of Fame in a week and no one loses their Hall of Fame case in a week. That's not how this works. It'll be incremental increases and decreases to someone's chances to get to the Hall of Fame. Now, there's some weeks that'll be bigger than others, right? Like when the uh, basketball awards happen at the end of the year, every retired Every player, I guess, eligible for the Basketball Hall of Fame today that has an MVP is in the Hall of Fame. So sure, if someone wins an MVP for the first time, their stock is going to be very high. And yes, you could maybe point to that week when they won the MVP, they made the Hall of Fame. Now, it's not a sure thing, and Derrick Rose will put that to the test when he becomes eligible. But you know, winning MVP is a huge deal, or winning a Super Bowl MVP. So some weeks... Stock will be up more than other weeks where maybe it's just incrementally up. But by and large, don't read into this too much. If I say someone stocks up, doesn't mean they're going to make the Hall of Fame. If I say someone stocked down, does not mean they're not making the Hall of Fame. It's just who's trending up, who's trending down, whose Hall of Fame stock is increasing right now, and then whose Hall of Fame stock is decreasing. Some weeks I'll do, you know, same sport. Sometimes I'll switch it up. I'll try to switch up a bit. But this is going to be the new segment moving forward on Fridays. It'll be every Friday morning. Uh, And again, I know the weekend's coming up. Maybe you don't listen to podcasts in the weekend as much, which is why I'm keeping it just 10 to 15 minutes. You can listen on the car ride to work, car ride home from work to kick off your weekend, on the train, whatever you may be doing, quick 10 to 15 minute kind of wrap up of what happened that week and whose stock is up and whose stock is down. So that's it. That's what this is going to be. So for my very first Hall of Fame market watch, a player's stock who is going up, increasing Hall of Fame stock right now, is San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle. 
Now, George Kittle last Sunday had a three-catch, 67-yard, three-touchdown performance. Just looked like peak George Kittle. For the season, he has 17 catches, 215 yards, and three touchdowns. He had 11 touchdown catches last season as well. Now, Kittle just turned 30, actually, on Monday. So happy birthday, Kittle. Happy birthday week to Kittle. It's a great early birthday present he had with his three, three touchdowns. As it stands today, he's a four-time Pro Bowler, a one-time AP All-Pro first-teamer, and he's made two All-Pro second-team um AP All Pro second teams. So he's made two of those. So he's a three time All Pro, four time Pro Bowler, just turned 30. Now, Kittle today, you know, he came to the NFL really hot, had some really huge seasons, started to tail off the last couple of years, but last year had a big year. And this year, again, that three touchdown performance, you know, really put him back on my radar. Now, I look at his career statistics right now. He's got 412 catches. 5,469 yards and 35 touchdowns with those numbers and three all pros and four pro bowls. He is not a hall of famer yet. However, I was thinking about this, right? Travis Kelsey just turned 34 years old. So that's four seasons kind of away from Kittle right now. If Kittle puts together some productive seasons, kind of the average of what he's been doing the last couple of years in about four seasons, he could potentially if he doesn't get injured and he plays, you know, most of the games, he could get to maybe the 700 catch threshold, 8,000 yard threshold and 60 touchdown catch threshold. If he did that, you know, only eight tight ends have had 700 catches. Only eight tight ends in NFL history have got at least 8,000 receiving yards. Only 10 tight ends have got at least 60 touchdowns. And two of them have exactly 60. So if he gets 61, he's already you now top eight again. So I guess what I'm saying is, realistically, by the age of 34, which Travis Kelsey is right now, he could be in kind of this top 10 category for the three major receiving categories, along with the fact, which gets underrated, but he's one of the best blocking tight ends around and has been during his career. Uh, over the last you know 30 or so years, when I'm thinking of blocking tight end who does both, it's really Gronk who excelled at both, which made Gronk one of the best tight ends of all time, and then Kittle. Now, Kittle's not the receiver that a Travis Kelsey is or an Antonio Gates was uh, or those pass-catching tight ends, but his blocking is, is all pro-type blocking from the tight end position, and his ability to do both, like receive and block, does stand out a bit. So if he does have, you know, four more productive seasons, plays at 34, gets those thresholds, maybe gets a couple more accolades, a couple more Pro Bowls, a couple more All-Pros, that Hall of Fame candidacy starts to look better and better. And again, he can play past 34 and really rack up the touchdowns, the catches, all of that. So when I look at Kittle right now, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. And he, again, until this last weekend, his season looked kind of blah, but those three touchdowns really made him look like a Brock Purdy favorite. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, Brock Purdy really does seem to favor Kittle. When he scored those 11 touchdowns last season, that was, I think most of them were when Brock Purdy finally came in and took over at quarterback. If you look at the years prior, before Brock Purdy got there, you know, in 2021, Kittle had six touchdown catches. In 2020, he had two touchdown catches. The two seasons before that, he only had five. He had 11 last year, and he just got three on Sunday. 
if he can get double digit touchdowns again, because it looks like him and Purdy have a really good connection, his Hall of Fame case looks a lot bolder. And especially with Travis Kelsey, you know, he's nursing an injury. It looks like he's playing this weekend. But if he's not up to par, kind of that all pro, that Pro Bowl um, spot for tight ends, it's kind of wide open. It could be anyone's game. I know uh, Laporta on the Lions, the rookie, looks really great uh, for the Lions, but he's a rookie. He could fade out. I think the All-Pro and the Pro Bowl is kind of wide open. I think if Kittle adds those this year, whether it be a first or second team All-Pro, he could be looking at the end of the year, a five-time Pro Bowler, uh, a four-time now All-Pro, get these numbers up, have a couple more seasons like this. His Hall of Fame candidacy with his receiving numbers as well as his blocking numbers, he has a chance. And I would say a couple of years ago, I would say it chance started to fade, but now it's kind of back. That three touchdown performance really put him on the map. Now, maybe this was an outlier, right? You know, you don't always get what, three catches for three touchdowns, and it's not going to keep happening. But he's got, what, 12 more games left this year. Seven or seven touchdowns away from a 10 touchdown plus season. Kittle could be someone we start really focusing on their Hall of Fame case by the end of this year, determining how it how it plays out. So for me, George Kittle's Hall of Fame stock is up, is trending in the right direction, uh, especially based off last Sunday, that three catch, 67 yard, three touchdown performance. All right, so that's the stock that's going up. Let's look at whose Hall of Fame stock is going down. Number one rule of Wall Street. Nobody. Okay, if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles. All right, so whose stock is going down? Who's in the red right now? And this is going to be a little controversial, but again, this is how this podcast is going to work. Some weeks you're trending down, some weeks you're trending up. You could have a really good year, but I look at everything from the you know lens of, I know what it takes to make the Hall of Fame. I know what the voters look for, for the most part. Again, everyone's a little different, but I'm looking at this of someone's career, where they're at, and what just happened. And just because I say this person's stock's going down doesn't mean I don't think they're going to make the Hall of Fame. It doesn't mean I think they're a bad player. It's just their stock took a hit. And just like the stock market, where stocks go up and down every single day based on the news and based on you know considerations we all don't even understand fully, that can sometimes be here too. So for my stock going down, I have Baltimore Orioles catcher, Adley Rutzman. So Adley is one of my favorite players today. Uh, and he was the heart and soul of that Baltimore Orioles team that you know won their division this year. They won the AL East. They got into the playoffs. They just got swept this week by the Texas Rangers. Uh, they're already out of the playoffs now. They did not make it out of the visual round. They are done. And Adley, as much as he helped get the Orioles there, so I think his stock was trending up all year, stock definitely took a little hit after this playoff series. In his first ever playoff series, Adley batted .083 with a 154 on base percentage and a 321 slugging percentage. In 12 plate appearances, he had one double and one walk during the entire series. It was not his best series by any means, and his team 
was swept. Now, again, he had a great season this year. He batted 277, hit a 128 OPS plus, made the all-star team his first one ever. He had 20 home runs, 80 RBIs for a first place team. As a catcher, it's an excellent season. But here's the caveat here. So excellent season, but Adley turns 26 already next February. Now, this was only his second season, but he already is turning 26 before spring training starts next year. I want to take a look at a couple other catchers who are not in the Hall of Fame, but they're going to be up, you know, shortly. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I've done episodes on one of these, not the other. I'll do the other eventually. But I want to take a look at Buster Posey and Joe Maurer, two catchers, two of the better catchers of the 21st century here. So I just said Adley turns 26 next February. By the age of 25, Buster Posey, who is by no means a lock to make the Hall of Fame. By 25, Buster Posey had already won an MVP trophy, won a batting title, and won two World Series as a member of the San Francisco Giants. Joe Maurer, by the age of 25, had won two batting titles, would win his third the following year at the age of 26, and win an MVP trophy that year 26. And if I look at some of the all-time greats, like a Johnny Bench, he had won two MVPs by the age of 24 already. We all know catchers' lifespans are not the longest, unless you're Yadier Molina, who, you know, he didn't make his first All-Star game till 26. He played until he was 39, a catcher. He's, he's an outlier. Most catchers, you know, it's a tough position. It does a lot to your body. Now, Adelie, uh, you know, he could play catcher into his mid-30s. That could happen. But when I look at his candidacy and I look at his career, yes, it's only two years, but he's already turning 26 next year. I look at Posey, Maurer, you know, Maurer eventually had to switch to first base. Posey, I mean, he retired super early because catching is difficult and things can happen when you're catching. And your career is just never going to be as long. You're never going to play as many games as other positions, unless you switch positions. And maybe that's in the cards for Adley. But, you know, Buster Posey, he retired at 34. And he only played in, you know, he only had a 12-year career. only played 1,371 games. So as a catcher, you kind of have to start really building your Hall of Fame case immediately. And Adley, again, in two years, he has a great start to his career. But with catchers, maybe unfairly more than others, when I look at Hall of Fame cases, a lot of times I look at team success. I look at, you know, World Series appearances, playoff performances. And, you know, Buster Posey, yes, you know, he didn't play that long. He only had 1,500 career hits. Uh, His war is only 44.8 when it goes to baseball reference, but he won three World Series trophies as the heart and soul of the Giants team. That's going to help him a lot. Joe Maurer never won, you know, a World Series, but he has the MVP. He has the three batting titles. He has those personal accomplishments. Adley is aging quickly. He got to the majors late. You know, he didn't he didn't make his debut uh, until, you know, the age of 24. He has his work cut out for him moving forward. If he had a really strong postseason, I didn't say the Orioles had to win this postseason, but let's say he had a huge divisional, big championship series, playing the World Series, 
he's on everyone's radar, just like Buster was when Buster, you know, had won two World Series. Again, unfair expectations put on this guy. He is doing really great with what's been given to him so far. I'll be interested to see when the MVP numbers come back, you know, how many MVP votes he got, because I'm sure he'll get some because he had an excellent year. But in terms of, you know, this postseason, he had potential to have his stock really rise as, okay, this is the next great catcher uh, that's part of a franchise on the rise. Not only did his team get swept, but he played poorly. And that's going to take a hit to his stock. Because again, if, if you don't have the career numbers, because you didn't play that long, and again, with Adley's advanced age, I don't feel like he's going to play too long in the MLB, you know, especially at catcher. These additional accolades come into play, whether it be MVP trophies, whether it be all-star appearances, whether it be World Series championships. You know, Posey has the World Series, the three championship rings, and the MVP that holds a lot of weight. Someone like Joe Maurer does not have the MVP, but has three batting titles in an MVP. That holds weight. Adley has time. He has time to collect accolades, make more all-star teams, win an MVP, go far in the playoffs. But for catchers, again, they don't have as much time as other positions. And you kind of need to start fast. And he started fast from a statistical standpoint. But, you know, by next year, he'll be 26. And the following, he'll be 27. I don't need to do the math here. He'll be 30 before we know it. He needs to start collecting some of these accolades quick. And as much as I know this is unfair because he's only two years in and he's almost collected a 10 war in two seasons uh, he has a, a 129 career OPS. He's an excellent hitter. Um, he needs to make his mark quick. Uh, catchers, for the most part, don't start making their bones after the age of 30. And that will be here before we know it. So is Adley Rutzman one of the better players in the MLB? He is. Is, his MV, is he going to get some MVP votes this year? I'm sure he will. I can't see how he won't. But is Adley Rutzman's Hall of Fame stock down this week? Yeah. It's taken a hit. Doesn't mean it's down for the count. It doesn't mean it's not going to peak up as early as next year again. But he's ending this year on a very sour note of a pretty rough postseason appearance for his first time. So that is Hall of Fame Market Watch. That's it. It's going to be quick. Today was a little longer because I had to explain it. And I'm probably going to explain it, just giving everyone a warning. I'll probably explain this the next several weeks until this becomes more of a standing uh, segment I do every week. But every single Friday, this is going to show up. If you subscribe, and I encourage you to subscribe, this will show up every Friday. It'll be about 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to talk about someone's stock that's gone up, someone's stock that's gone down, and I'm going to send you on your weekend. So for the last time, to be clear, you're still getting a podcast every Monday morning. The regular podcast you've gotten for, if you've been with me from the beginning, the last three years, we talk about someone's Hall of Fame candidacy. And then on Friday, I'm going to hit you with this Hall of Fame Market Watch. 
and you're going to just get some quick tidbits on stock, Hall of Fame stock that's up and Hall of Fame stocks that's down. And then you're on your weekend. So that is Hall of Fame Market Watch. I am Jim Mylock. If you don't already, please subscribe to our podcasts. You know, leave us a rating, a review. Let me know if you like Hall of Fame Market Watch. You can tell me you hate it. That's fine. You can tell me you love it. That would be encouraging. You don't have to say anything. But, you know, rate, review. Subscribe if you don't already. If you're new because you got attracted to this Market Watch, I get. It. I have a regular podcast that comes out Monday. I hope you love it. Um, follow us on Twitter at Pot of Fame. Uh, if you've done all of that stuff, you've done your homework. Everyone, have a great weekend. See, I don't get to say that ever. Now that I have Friday Friday segment here, have a great weekend, and we will be back on Monday with a regular Pot of Fame episode. <laughs>